0: free digital ones as well
1: yeah because you know when I was younger I didn't know how to get into comics So when I come across that I ate that up so but as I got older and I understood the market better and one thing that kind of hurt is that and still hurts is that the closest comic shop to me is like 50 minutes away um and so I don't get to go that often, and what I've started to do is I actually found a website where I order my comics, and they really take care of them shipping-wise. It's MyComicShop.com if anybody else is in my same predicament.
0: When do they arrive based off? When do they release, anyway?
1: Uh, online? Um, I guess you could order them. I, I think you can order them before they come out, but they won't ship them until afterwards, of course. And then, I don't know, it might take maybe a week. So, I mean, you'll get the comic books a little bit later. But, you know, in my case, when you're like 45 minutes away, uh, you're okay with them being a little bit late. Plus, it's not like I don't always have a, something that I haven't read yet at home anyways.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have a big back, um, what would you say, catalog or backlist of comics right now that I'm just trying to get through?
1: Yeah, I've kind of been trying to get through my last order of comics, and uh, I've ordered another one that's coming in soon. And uh, as soon, uh, just about as when I'll kind of catch up, is when those will probably arrive, knowing how it goes. Yeah. So, uh, what about you? What kind of got you into comic books?
0: My earliest memory of superheroes was the Adam West '60s Batman. Like, oh my gosh, I
1: younger. I love that. I love Adam West Batman.
0: And after that, I just kind of watched the superhero movies up until like, um, like I like superheroes like similar to you. I think a lot of people are like this. They, they like superheroes, but they don't know how to get into comics. And I think that's a bit of like, oh sorry.
1: You what now? Were
0: you were you gonna say anything?
1: No, I wasn't. Mic right up in the audio.
0: Okay. Um, and I, I think that's a problem with comics. Is like how hard it is like to actually find a good starting place. Yeah. And it wasn't until I think like three years ago now or so, um, I read Batman: Hush. Like I've read comics, but comics before but then I really liked like I liked Batman Hush and after that I picked up Batman Rebirth because that was just starting at the time and you I know came... what
1: we we probably started re really reading comics around the same time because I don't think it was too long until uh, Rebirth came out I think the Rebirth like the long issue with Rebirth uh, When that came out, I probably had like five comic books.
0: Yeah, I got into like comics like a month after the first Rebirth came out.
1: Yeah, so we, we actually might be about the... We might have gotten the new around the same time.
0: Yeah, and I'm a, like, even now I'm a massive fan of Tom King's Batman. And from there, I just kind of read what that spun out of. And I just kept on reading DC Rebirth.
1: Yeah, I, I really enjoy from what I've read of Rebirth, you know, my comics are limited, I don't read everything, but uh, I've, heard, and I, you know, get behind, and so I read the trains as they come out. Um, but I've really, the Rebirth titles I've really enjoyed have been uh, Superman, and um, Hal Jordan are the two Rebirth titles that I have liked.
0: Yeah, um I'm currently re we re- reading not we reading going back and reading the traits of how Zorn the Green Lantern Corps, and I find that really good. And yeah Kyle Wainers, and uh, later
1: on and I'm a massive Kyle fan. Yeah, I'm I've, no- I've noticed from your uh Twitter and stuff that you really like Kyle or yeah,
0: He's like him and Superman are my two favorite heroes. I really like what they did with Superman and Superman by giving him um like the family aspect.
1: Oh, I absolutely love that. Uh, I think that's part of the reason what sold me on it, and um, just the writing and the art. I just love the Superman Rebirth.
0: Yeah. Um, the team on it, Patrick Leeson and Peter C- J. Tomasi. I don't know how to say his last yeah. name. Really bad about that. They're really good. Like uh, uh, they're one of my favorite duos in comics. Like I, in my- I would agree. They did a good one on the Green Lantern Corps a core a long time ago with like Kyle
1: Lanier and Guy
0: Gardner. I mm-hmm. thought that was really good.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with you there. Um so, you know, we've only 10 minutes in and we've gone down a couple of rabbit trails, but Max mm-hmm. fine with me though. Um yeah.
0: So now we're going into a bit off of the comics aspect of it and more so the TV, and um, about Batwoman getting her own show in the CW. What are your thoughts on that?
1: my thoughts um, I wouldn't have like a whole lot to say, I don't know that much about uh the show coming out, which I don't think a whole lot has been said, it but, really to me, hasn't. but to me, but to me. The idea of having a Batwoman show... And is this on the CW?
0: Yeah, it is. It's going okay. to take place...
1: They're going to introduce her on the next big over with Arrow. Okay, well, I get confused just how you could have Batwoman without Batman. And, like, how they're even doing Batman in the CW. I think is you it? cut out there. Uh, I'm just wondering how they can do a Batwoman show without acknowledging... Batman um and the kind of whole mythos and like Arrow I believe has referenced Bruce Wayne before and they've had little easter eggs and stuff with Batman but they haven't actually said anything about Batman existing and so to me it seems weird to be kind of avoiding the big characters and then you know giving Batwoman a show and and then, you know, even Superman is appearing to CW now, technically, now that, you know, with Supergirl. And so, I'm wondering if we're having Batwoman, then, you know, how are they going to explain Batman? Are you, can you hear me? I can hear you. Are you having trouble hearing me? Hello? Are you there? Are you there? Hello. Hello, are you there? I don't I don't hear anything.
0: Try saying something
1: now. What now? If you can hear me. Okay, I can hear you now. Hmm. Okay. Are you there? Might need some jeopardy music or something.
0: I'm going to it says we're connected
1: yeah yeah you know, like just see that and it had been working okay earlier Hello? Can you hear me? Okay, I don't know if you can hear me or not right now, but I think with this. Hello?
0: Can you hear me or I don't understand?
1: I can hear I heard you just now
0: cuz now you don't know that I'm hear like something on your end
1: you know, I'm I'm hearing you now I've heard a couple I'm going to of
0: leave time. and try we invite me okay Hey, hey. I don't know. Like, do you know what's wrong with this? Because it happened like two times, like back to back. Like, what was wrong with it that time on your end?
1: Uh, well, I, you know, just stopped hearing, and then it looked like you had left, but I guess it just kind of finished. Yeah, that
0: is weird.
1: I mean, honestly, it could be internet connection, or it could also be the fact that this is a free app.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so we might just have to make do with what we have. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe condense some a little bit so we don't have to keep on doing this. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we should just jump right in before it happens again.
0: So we're just—I think we're done with the Batwoman. Yeah. So. so. What comics are you currently reading? Like whether it being old, like trade or like comics that are currently coming out. Like what are you
1: currently reading? Okay, well let's see. I'll just start off with what I have in my read pile um, that I haven't got to yet, but that I have bought. Uh, I bought the volume, both the volumes of Superman and Hal Jordan that I'm on in Rebirth. Which I think are Volume Four for both of them, and so hopefully I'll get to those. Um, and I've already talked about the, how, my opinion on those, so I won't elaborate much there. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I've also been reading some uh, New Age of Heroes, uh, Ganymigs, and the Terrifics. Both of those uh have been entertaining for me. Um, I don't <laughs> know what to say other than I've likes liked them. Um I kind of got the terrifics because it was kind of about characters that I didn't know as much about that I wanted to know about, like plastic man and Mr. Terrific. Uh those two characters are what are what, you know, got me interested in the series. And then the story and the art has been good enough to keep me on it. And yeah, uh, damage just seems like a really interesting concept to me. And it seems like it's getting really good the more I read into it. Um, oh, and sorry. So, okay. And so on the Marvel end of things, I'm not reading a whole lot of Marvel. But one series that has totally surprised me, and um, that I've absolutely loved, is Black Bolt. Um, uh, I kind of, by chance, came across Black Bolt. I used to review comic books for the website Comic Crusaders. Uh, And one of the issues I reviewed was, uh, I think it was like issue 7 of Black Bolt. And I read it and was like, I didn't know you could make an interesting comic book about Black Bolt. Because, you know, back when I'd heard that Black Bolt was getting a series, I was like, how? He can't really talk. Uh, At least not without destroying everything. And so, you know, I never would have read the series otherwise. But, you know, I got it for free to review. And then with that one issue that I read, I was hooked. I went back. Got the first volume, read that, loved it, and to me, it's some of the most impressive writing because of the character. And he, the writer, uh, has a name. It's hard to pronounce. Like Saladin, Ahmed, or something like that. But he basically takes you inside. He basically tells the story. Um kind of gets you inside the mind of Black Bolt so you don't need to know what Black Bolt's saying because you know what he's thinking and that way he does it in that dynamic to me has just been brilliant and Black has been one of my favorites um but I've only read the first volume but I have the second volume sitting in my read um yeah I've
0: heard a lot of good things about Blackpool. I plan on getting it like sometime once I finish all my current books I'm reading in trade form. And also um on the terrifics, I really like uh, Doc Stainer's work on it. I think he does a great job on anything he does.
1: Yeah. Too. So what um is there
0: any
1: you're following, like, as it comes out by Single issue right now, or... well, like, uh, as far as that goes, um, damage and the terrifics, I've officially caught up with. Um, there are a couple of issue ones at Marvel that you know, I got, I mean, I'm only one issue in, but like, I, I read the issue one of Captain America. Um, honestly, I don't think. Didn't think there was enough there to really make a judgment because <laughs> it was just one issue, and you know, I really had no idea where the series is headed. So, uh, and then Amazing Spider Man issue one is on its way. Um, and then one that I'm catching trying to catch up on and that I'm starting to get the current issue towards the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because I am a huge Ninja Turtles nerd.
0: Um yeah, um the issue one of um Captain America or any issue one, I always find I'm kinda lost about what's going on by the end of it.
1: Yeah. And especially <laughs> since I haven't really been reading anything else Marvel, you know, other than Black Bolt. Who's the writer on that? Uh, you know what? It seems like I heard somewhere it was Mark Wayne.
0: Yeah, that's what I remember hearing and I was interested in it. Cause like, I remember he did a pretty good Captain America a, a, a bit ago.
1: Yeah. Um so, so yeah.
0: I'm gonna now I'm gonna go with like what I'm currently reading. Go for I'm it. Reading, right now do uh just because of all the excitement surrounding Titans, and I had these two waiting for me. He, like, and, like, I bought them a while ago. I just finished, like, literally, like a half hour before we did this podcast. We the first volume of Jeff Johns went on the Teen Titans, and really enjoyed it. And uh, that's from a while ago. And I'm currently now reading the new Teen Titans uh volume one, the George Pres and Marvel Wolfman one, those are like the two most known Teen Titans. So those are when reading in trades right now. Okay. I but and oh sorry.
1: I was yeah uh, I, I haven't read a whole I actually I'm not sure I've read really any Teen Titans really. Um but so yeah but yeah go ahead and continue. My best recommendation, if you're like
0: looking for a spot to get on now, I'd recommend getting the first volume of Titans Weaver. That is really good. good I've heard one. good... That, that was one that I wanted
1: that I never got around to getting.
0: Uh, and, and single issues, as I mentioned earlier, Batman. I'm following that. That's on my pull list. I'm also reading anything Superman related. I'm a big Superman fan. I'm not too, too happy with how it's going right now after Man of Steel, but I will. Uh...
1: I haven't read much of the Bendis Superman, um, but honestly, I'm still a little bit bitter, that Gleason and Tomasi aren't on it anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. And Dan Jurgens on Action Comics is really good, I found.
1: I did not read it, but I would kind of be interested in it. Part Really, the only reason why I didn't read Action Comics because I was already reading a Superman book and because I'm very limited in what I can read I wanted to spread out a little bit more
0: yeah um I found action comics was um it was a lot of punching but it was like interesting punching if you know what I mean like it wasn't it was mainly fighting but they tell stories as they're fighting like if you ever read The Death of Superman, also known by Dan Zurgens, and enjoyed it, then you'll enjoy his Axe to comics. But if you didn't, you probably want not enjoy this.
1: I I mean I'm I'm fan of action if it's done right, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some comic book action that you have a hard time telling what's going on because it just looks like a jumble mess. But then when action is done right, then it then it's awesome. Yeah.
0: Uh, I find it's very hard to do action with a
1: character with, like, as powerful as Superman. Well,
0: like...
1: what, what I like about Superman's stories is when they really get into the character, because I think the most interesting thing about Superman is not his powers, but it's who he is as a person.
0: Yeah, I like Clark Kent more than I like Superman. Like that's how I feel on the character. Like the whole like, if you ever worked with the Daily Planet, you're on like my top one. You're on like my top comic book character list. Like I'm a massive fan of all of that. Like um, well I, I, oh go ahead. I know it's cheesy, but I'm a big Jimmy Olsen fan. Like he's on my all-time favorite comic book characters. Um. Perry White, Lois Lane, Clark Kent, and Jimmy Olsen, like, those four at the Daily Planet in any comic book. I'm going to like it. Like, it could be the worst issue of comic book ever with it. If it has those four in it, I'm just going to
1: blindly like it. Yeah. Well, that's actually one thing I really like about Action Comics, issue 1000. So they had a story in there that had a lot of the Daily Planet and a lot of Clark Kent in it. And I actually really enjoyed that story in, in the Action Comics issue 1000.
0: Action 1000 had a bit of everything in the Superman.
1: It, it really mission. did. Um, of course, we could have a whole other podcast on mm-hmm. issue 1000, really.
0: Uh, I think I've talked a bit too much about... Well, I mean, so I'm just going to quickly run through the other comics I currently have on my polls about. Really going into much. Green Lanterns is the Green Lanterns series I chose to read right now, not How Jordan, just because I find that one easier to jump on and off with. And Dan Jurgens is writing it now with Cowing on it, and that's a. Those are the main series I'm reading.
1: I'm reading Sideways a little bit. I'm enjoying it when I get it. And sideways. Yeah. I've heard good things about that. I'm maybe when if a trade comes out, I might consider getting it. But because uh, I've heard pretty good things about Sideways,
0: I'm also I'm gonna wait till the trade. But I read the first issue of Mister Miracle and it was a big big fan of that. It's a bit dark, I find, but I really like it. I don't usually like. Dark and like that kind of like dreary comic book feeling, but I really like that for some reason.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super into when it gets like gritty and dark. Really, I am more of the you know fun, um you know. I think like uh-huh. I am actually a big Batman guy, but I think sometimes make it a, like a little bit too hardcore. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what I like about Tom King. I don't know, in my opinion, right? some people disagree with me on this, but in my opinion, he finds the balance like really well.
1: Half of this half of me talking about comics is me talking about how much I like Tom King. Honestly, I haven't read a whole lot of Tom King. I read the uh, first volume of Batman Rebirth and it wasn't quite good enough for me to keep on reading. Um, you know, partially, again, because I'm limited, and, um, and there are also, you know, things that I heard about it, or seen about it, that, you know, I kind of put into question, so.
0: I have to say, the first volume is definitely the weakest. As soon as you get into the Bane story arc, I Am Suicide, which then goes into I Am Bane, They that's where it gets really good. That's where I start consistently reading it is with issue number eight or nine, which whenever that starts, it gets really good there. I totally understand if you're a big fan of
1: it. Now, I will say this. I rec I definitely recognize that Tom King has talent. Um because um one issue in the first volume of Batman. Like, the very first issue, I believe, Batman issue one, was probably one of the most exciting issues I've read. Um, it was really, like, the other issues in it that I didn't I didn't dislike it, but it wasn't, you know, as good as the other stuff I was reading, so I got bummed. But um, the first issue that he wrote with, um, I think it was, like, a plane going down in Gotham City.
0: I think, I, I thought it was a
1: train, but I could be wrong. He he might have done that too, I don't know. (laughs) Um, But uh, there was a plane and basically a lot of the issue is him trying just the way it was written and the way it was done. um, You know, not every writer could have made it that exciting and could have got it out that long. Um, And then at the very end just to have, I don't remember I think it might have been Gotham or one of the Gotham or Gotham Girl, um, come in and save them well, at the end. Well,
0: I'm pretty long.
1: What? 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 What was that? What was that?
0: Hey, so we just got done talking about you. I think now we're, now we can talk about Marvel What If coming back.
1: Okay, well, yeah, basically my thoughts is I never actually read the original storyline because, you know, I wasn't in the comics back then. Uh, I'm not, I don't even know how, I don't know how old that is. I might not even alive back then. I don't, remember how long it is. Um but anyhow, the fact that it's coming back, the way I see it, is because it's not a continuing story, as far as I know, it's a probably be a pretty good series to just, you know, get as you want. You know, like there might be well if story that doesn't interest me at all. I can skip that issue. And then if there's, you know, one that looks awesome I can pick it up. So, to me, I'm kind of excited because it's a series I can pick up, but I don't have to do it faithfully if, you know, and if I miss an issue, it's no big deal because it's not a continuation. Any
0: Marvel series? Been, like, as I said, I've been reading the trades of Black but this will probably be the other only Marvel series that I really consider picking up since, honestly, um, I didn't mention it, but there's a lot of DC books I'm reading and it's- my post is already too big, <laughs> so um, I'll read it, like, if I see one that really jumps out to me, like, if there's a like, really good Daredevil one, I'll get that, since um, my favorite Marvel comic I, I, usually happens to be Daredevil, but other than that, I probably won't read it too, too much. I am a big fan of those
1: what-if kind yeah, of stories. Yeah, I though. think the what-ifs will, will be cool. Um, and just to get this out of the way early, I guess, um, I am myself googling towards DC. uh, Like you, kind of depends on what medium. Uh, like actual comic books, I like DC better. Uh, movies, I like Marvel better. And then... Uh, I guess with shows, I'm a little bit split. um, Because there's some good DC um, shows and cartoons, and there's some good Marvel uh, stuff out there too. But for actual comics, I prefer DC.
0: Overall, I prefer DC. And I used to say Marvel for movies, but now I'm indifferent. Like, I don't know, I saw Avengers Infinity War and liked it. But like I'm almost getting tired of superhero movies at this point. Like, before, I never really knew what people were talking about when they said superhero fatigue. Pay- but I'm kind of starting to feel it in the movies. Like It just seems like you're going through the motions. Like I have yet to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I will see it since I do all the Marvel movies or the superhero movies, but I don't know. They just seem to be a bit they're getting repetitive.
1: I could see that because there are certain patterns in the movies. But me personally, I haven't gotten tired of it at all. I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And um, Ant-Man and the Wasp is very good, by the way. And it's just as hilarious as the first one.
0: One of my problems with the first one is that I didn't really get, find a comedy that good. Oh no, it's just like one scene that really, that I really disliked was the, basket robin scene in the first one. Oh no, I just thought, I thought
1: that sometimes it felt way too silly. I don't know. I mean, everyone has a certain sense of humor, <clears throat> and to me, I like the basket robin scene and I like the humor. <coughs> Excuse me, Ant Man. Um, I mean, not everyone has to.
0: Yeah, and I totally understand why people would find it funny. It's just, there gets a point for me where it kind of crosses the line a bit, like, in how serious it you want us to take it. But
1: anyway, that's just me. Well, it's like, there's a whole debate on Thor Ragnarok. I thought the movie was hilarious, but I thought there were times where they should have held back a joke, and they didn't. Because, I mean... Thor Ragnarok was a comedy, and yet the main character's father died. His whole world, his whole um, kingdom is destroyed. Uh, he finds out he has a sister who's trying to kill him. He loses an eye. You describe all that stuff. You think it'd be, you know, some sort of action, suspense, thriller. When really, it's a, it's a comedy. So, in that sense, Thor Ragnarok was kind of odd. I loved the movie still, but I thought they could've held back in certain places, like when Asgard was, you know, blowing up. And they could have
0: This a... is not a character for me actually. Oh no, it may just be because I saw it with a group of friends like a bit later. But like I went into it and I really wasn't really paying attention much to the story, but I found the comedy in that really good. Like it was something completely... for me to like it as much as I did. Compared to my experience with previous Marvel movies, but I just remember coming out of it and really loving it. Like, I think Thor Ragnarok was my favorite. Season. No, Wonder Woman came out last year. Never mind. I was going to say I thought it was last year.
1: But yeah, Thor. I still loved Thor Ragnarok, and I think you know most of the time the jokes were fine. Um, but I think there was a point there, you know. On Weebots, I did see that.
0: So now that we kind of got on the Marvel movies, we're going to talk about DC movie news within the past days, whether it be Shazam or the Birds of Prey movie. So I think we'll start off with what I find to be the most eye-catching, which is the Birds of Prey movie not having Barbara Gordon in it, which really surprises me. And starring Harley Quinn instead and having Cassandra Kane be background for it. I think that's a really odd way of taking it. What about you? Me?
1: I have to be honest. I actually am not a big birds of prey fan. And I really don't know that much about Birds of Prey because they've really have never been my thing. Um now I would be and I'm really not a fan of Harley Quinn, honestly. Same. And I, I am a fan of Batgirl, so the fact that they don't have Batgirl and they have Harley Quinn instead is kind of like a red light for me, just just like that. And I've seen on Twitter a lot of people being overjoyed that Cassandra Kane is going to be in it when, really, I ne- I don't really know that much about that character, and I never you know, really got that attached to that, so... uh, And for me, I feel like that movie, I feel, I have a feeling DC would make it kind of dark, kind of, or like, you know, kind of something like what they did with Suicide Squad, which I never actually watched Suicide Squad. I never really had an urge to, so...
0: But I watched it. I have... I th- it's I'm not sure if it is in the U.S. but it's on Netflix in Canada now. I found it to be well, um, like quite bland, but I wouldn't describe it dark. It was really more of a comedy or attempting to be a comedy. Um, but I'm a big Barbara
1: Gordon fan. She's like one of my favorite members of the Bat Family. I say family. Barbara Gordon's uh, up there with one of my favorite uh, superheroines. Um...
0: Yeah, she's um she's either my favorite or like one of my favorite. Uh, I've I've actually thought
1: about going back and getting her rebirth, uh, volume one, just because.
0: Yeah, I've
1: I've kind of gone back and forth with it, but kind of considered it. But I prefer,
0: I prefer her more as Oracle personally. I think that's where she gets to shine the most, rather than being another and or Batman clone type thing. You know, I know there's, they're all different. I think as Oracle, it makes her the most unique. And uh, that's what I would have liked to see in the Birds of Prey movie, Oracle fi- finding them. And because I'm not a big Birds of Prey fan, but I do like Black Canary and the Green Arrow stories I've read. And I like backer Barbara Gordon, the stories I read. So I would like to see the the two of them, Honestly, I, mean. I would
1: like to see a, you know, uh life-action Batgirl, which I know there's technically been one, but not really one that counts.
0: Yeah. Um, it seems like they're trying to do a movie. Josh Whedon was originally going to do it, then he left. Saying there was no Batgirl stories, which I found laughable.
1: Yeah, but. I mean, I saw the... I mean... If you think there's no stories with any comic book character, then, you know, just read comic books. You'll...
0: Yeah, Joss Whedon has a history of, like, Googling, like, this is how I found he did the research for, not including the Avengers, but any other movie he's either wanted to work on or has done a book on the past. And to me, it seems like he Googles them, clicks on the first story they have, and if he doesn't like that, the character's bad, like, you no know, you know, purpose using them. Like, it really seems like of all this is not just him, like a um comp of movie adapted to where they just pick like the first big story, like that's the like that's what they did for Batman v Superman with only using the Dark Knight version of it or any superhero movie, that's what they really seem to be doing. They only use core material, whereas in the Marvel movies right now Something
1: that I think makes them great for comic book fans is how they combine a bunch of different stories. Yeah, and they kind of... Marvel movies kind of... uh, kind of ha- throw in elements from the comic books and, you know, make you go, oh, yeah, that's from the comic books, while at the same time making it completely different and new. Um, You know, like Civil War was, you know, obviously, oh, the Civil War comic where Captain America and Iron Man fought, but then at the same time, the movie was completely different, and you kind of understood why, because the MCU is a different universe from Marvel Comics, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, stuff like that works, and the idea that, you know, they're taking material from the comics, but making it new and not something we've already seen.
0: Um, yeah, I agree with you on the Marvel Comics thing. Uh, we, we, I think that's what a, a lot of people think about them. But the hard part then is if you watch, I think that's the main hindrance with it is the Marvel Comics right are trying to make it friendly to the moviegoers. Even though I've never ever talked to a comic fan who, after watching a movie, read the comic book it's directly based off of. Like, oh no, I've never seen it online, but Marvel comic books seem to think that's how they're going to get readers. And it's just making it their core fans not like it.
1: Yeah, I think I would kind of agree with you there. I think it kind of frustrates me when a movie or something comes out and then the character very obviously starts looking like the character from the movie.
0: And like... The- When the Inhumans are supposed to be a big Marvel thing in the TV and movie, and then it failed, and then you just slowly saw the Inhumans fading away from the comics, Like that gets kind of annoying. Well, what
1: really bugs me was that, you know, Fantastic Four disappeared. Which, they're coming back. Um, But I... Next one I'm Marvel Comic I probably am gonna read when they come back, it's fantastic four.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna buy the first issue and if that works, I'll keep reading, but I don't think I'm gonna give it like I don't know if I'll read any more than the third issue if I'm not really hooked by it. But next I'm going into the Sazam which is isn't too much to talk about with Aquaman. Well with Shazam! It seems like they're making a very more uh a kid inside a adult's body kind of movie. Like it seems like it's gonna be played as a very comedy. So like I'm we just I'm just going off of the set photos and that magazine cover we have. It doesn't seem like it's gonna be that serious Shazam we know from the comics, who's kind of like that pure part type of Shazam, and more so like I don't know what. The proper wording would be, but kind of like a goofball almost, which I think is fine. But I don't know; it just seems like they're going more off of the New Fifty Two than the other Shazam comics. And you know, I haven't read too too many Shazam stories. I people online, from what I'm seeing, who it didn't see, seem like the New Fifty Two Shazam was loved, which I don't know why they're basing it off of.
1: Which, to me, it does seem clear that they're basing off of New 52 Shazam. Mm-hmm. The very fact that the movie's being called Shazam uh, says something. And really, if you look at the movies in the DCEU, most all of them seem like they're based on the New 52 versions of the characters. You know, in um, Justice League, you can kind of see elements from the Justice League New
0: 52 in yeah. there. It was, it was a lot of uh, Justice League. And I don't know, it seems like the, it doesn't seem New 52 to me more so as it does Jeff Johns. I think that's what they were basing a lot of their stuff off of. And I think that's what the Titan show is basing it off of. Because I'll Jeff- <laughs> be down complicated. as one of the best Complicators of our like, comedy here, so I can understand why they want based off of. But I just find there's a lot of other stuff out there.
1: Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't know what your thoughts were on the Justice Wing movie, but I actually enjoyed it far more than most people on Twitter yeah. have. I
0: remember um, you said you you said you were the only person who liked it on Twitter, and then I wrote me too. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I think I do remember that.
0: Uh, I think me you know, uh, two solo people that like it.
1: I see so much hate for the Justice League movie, but I actually, I mean, I saw some problems with it, but overall, I loved it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I thought uh, the Justice League movie was it was a step in the right direct direction for the DC universe. That's
1: that's what I. That's actually what I was saying. Exactly. Yeah, I'm um, telling that to brothers and friends and stuff. That was right in the right direction. That and Wonder Woman. Coleman show my
0: favorite <laughs> ever like I thought that was incredible
1: Wonder Woman I mean I think where some of the other movies went wrong Wonder Woman got right you know the Wonder Woman movie got the character they focused less on story and more on the character of Wonder Woman and telling audiences who Wonder Woman is um And I think it was just really well done. I think the movie makers on Wonder Woman uh, seemed to have a good grasp of the character, and that really showed.
0: Yeah. um, I think Wonder Woman seemed more like a project that was out um, for the character than for own movie. There's not too too much to talk about with Aquaman, really, other than the fat photos. Like, it seems like Black Manta and Ocean Master are going to be two villains in the movie. Which I think that's good. I don't know, if I learned anything from superhero movies. It's that too many villains
1: is a bad thing. Like Yeah. Still- I think I think it depends on the story. Um there I think it's hard to make multiple villains work.
0: I don't think I've ever watched uh and it seems like there's a conflict in it. Like, it seems like it's not
1: just going to be. Well, you, to me, the prime example of too many villains ruining a movie is Spider-Man 3.
0: That's
1: what I was going to say. Because I think that was, you know, I I remember when I was younger being, like, wanting to see that movie so bad, and then when I finally saw it, being so disappointed, because I really don't have any nice things to say about Spider-Man 3, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, I, I, I have tens of nice things to
0: say about Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man Dan, you couldn't get anything better from a superhero movie. Um, <laughs> I,
1: okay, well, I will say one nice thing about Spider-Man 3. Um, i um, If they had stuck... With how, you know, Venom I sort of liked in Spider-Man 3. As far as how Venom looked, I was fine with. I thought it was cool. But what kind of ruined it is that they made, that they always peeled away the teeth and just let the actor use his face anyways. And it was thought, that most of the time.
0: I thought Venom was weak. I thought the Green Goblin, like Harry Osborne was weak. I thought at times Sandman was good, and that's about it.
1: Well, what I hated is I didn't like that they retconned the Uncle Ben murder in the series.
0: Uh, Spider-Man Three was the—I think that movie has way too many problems to talk about right now. But um,
1: yeah, we're we're gonna sink our ship here if we keep on talking about Spider-Man Three. I
0: think uh, did. I think um, Batman versus Superman, Donna, whatever. I think that has too many villains in it as well, with Lex and Kirk, Doomsday, Superman, Batman, like being there.
1: No, um, I I think uh, the Dark Knight trilogy uh, juggled their villains pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know, because they didn't have multiple villains, something you wouldn't even really realize you go back like, oh wait, they had several villains in that movie. You know, like The Dark Knight, it kind of starts out with the mob bosses and then there's the Joker and then they transition into Two-Face. Well, it's all smooth. Um Until you, you you know, after you watch the movie, you're like, oh wait, there were like three villains in that movie.
0: I'm just hoping, I'm hoping that's what Aquaman does. Like, I hope it's seamless. But, um, we, but I think uh, the uh, movie was uh, was like lucky to come out when it did because if it came out post Avengers, there would be around ten times more explosions and uh, more comic like more Easter eggs in it. Like I don't know, I just find now movies are really bent on uh, setting up the next one, which bothers me to no end. Like any set. Like, I I, I watch some my one of scenes, but they bother me because I feel like we need the advertisement at this point and it bugs me.
1: But. Yeah. Well, you know, backpedaling with Aquaman, uh, I really. I have mixed feelings about the Jason Momoa Aquaman, but if they get everything out, right... And they, you know, depending on how his costume looks and all, and depending on how the script goes, I it could it could be good.
0: Yeah, Mira is going to be in it, and I like her in like the whole second she was in Justice League, and but and all uh, they have these photos of Allman's costume, and tomorrow I think we're getting a
1: trailer for it. Or, I, oh, yeah, we really have more to say. if We saw a trailer too. Yeah. So now we are talking about.
0: What we've already had at San Diego Comic Con. So, I'm get, so I'm, I have a list of what you see So I'm going to start off with the comic books and work my way up to the non comic book related stuff they've mentioned. All I'm right. I'm start with um, Grant Morrison taking over Howard Jordan and uh, what he calls the Space Cop series, where it's going to be um, just how Jordan in a series called The Green Lantern starting this fall. What are your... have? What, do you have any thoughts on Grant Morrison on Green Lantern? Have you read any of his work in the past?
1: I, I don't know if I've read much of Grant Morrison, but I've sure heard his name a lot in the comic book community. Um, and to me, I'm sold on Hal Jordan and a Green Lantern book, pretty much. Um, so like my first thought is yeah I'll 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 read that. Um, I know you're a big Kyle Rayner guy, but um, my favorite Lantern is probably uh, Hal Jordan, um, and so I I don't know how um, a series with just Hal Jordan will be. I kind of liked the um dynamic with the four. Uh, Corman, however, you say that, Corpsman, corps Uh, you know, with Hal, Guy, John, and Kyle. I like that aspect of the Hal Jorgon, but we'll see. It, it seems like a cool idea to me, and if it's well done, I think it could be really great.
0: All Star Superman's either my favorite or um, one of the favorite comics of all time, period. That's done by Grant Morrison. I like a lot of his other work as well. Um, so you know, from the way he's been talking, not he, but like these, um advertisement and like other members of uh, the press have been talking about it. It seems like it's gonna be like the ultimate Green Lantern story, the same way he viewed it when he was writing all the I think that'd be really cool. Now, surprisingly, nobody who knows my thoughts on Green Lantern at all, I'm quite upset it's not Kyle because he, he wrote a really good Justice League one where Kyle was Green Lantern, and he wrote a great Kyle Lainer. Uh, he, he probably wrote my second favorite Kyle Laner next to um, Juan Mars Kyle Lainer. It was this amazing. So when I heard he was doing Green Lantern, I mistakenly assumed that it would be Kyle Laner since that's what he's wrote in the past. But then I re- remembered that DC hates Kyle Lehner, so <laughs> instead of How uh, uh, Jordan, which I like How Jordan just fine. But I don't know. I'll, I'll definitely read it. But at the same time, I don't want to read two Green Lantern books, and I'm enjoying Green Lanterns.
1: Yeah, I, I, I get that, too. You know, that's... The same dilemma when you have limited options, you really only want to read one one character.
0: I think we got so what now? Now we have, um, so I um, mean, this is pretty common knowledge. That, like, you read Rebirth and it's floated yeah. around in like a bunch of stuff. Like, there's three jokers in the DC universe,
1: <laughs> yeah. That, like...
0: um, oh, sorry.
1: Well, yeah, I was just saying, I was wondering when, you know, we were going to hear about that again, because it seems like we've been teasing us with that jig bit forever.
0: Yeah, and Jeff Jones is doing a series with Jason's book uh, as the artist, where it's called Batman, Three Jokers, or Three Jokers, Batman, one of the other, and it's the Three Jokers having their own book. I think Batman's going to be appearing in it, but not starring in it. And just based off the cover alone, I'm sold on it. Like, it's, just seems so, like, such a great idea to have um, all the three different versions of the Joker um, fans have enjoyed in the same book together. Like, because you can just picture them arguing over how they're going to kill a certain person or something like that. Like, I'm really excited for it.
1: Well, I mean, Joker's always talking to himself anyhow, but now he actually can get away with it yeah um i'm interested just because uh i've been teased with that because you know quite a while ago we found out there were three jokers and we were all like what the heck is up with that and then they never dc never really provided any answers or anything and so i've kind of been waiting (laughs)
0: It talked about it in Doomsday Clock a bit and uh, the button, but it wasn't too, too much there. But, um, which it was, um, was either Jeff Zahn supervised or Jeff Zahn's with weapon? I don't know, I find Jeff Zahn, the king of teaching something and then forgetting that. I, he doesn't really forget, but then it seems like he forgot about it and then subs it into the next big thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, with all those ties, sometimes comic book universes can get so complicated.
0: I, that's one thing I like about Doomsday Clock, is there was no tie-ins with it, although it's getting delayed to no end, but there's no tie-ins with it, so it, it's easier to
1: follow. However,
0: yeah, like, oh,
1: uh, we're, I know we're going to get this to this later, but that was one of my gripes with Metal, I said it was too hard to follow because there were too many tie-ins. Yeah. Uh, but I, I know we'll we'll get to that in a little bit probably, but
0: I have an interesting story about metal once you get to it about my thoughts on it. But um there's but with uh, Jeff John's and uh, his events they always be more contained, but then they affect everything else. So now our last um Jeff John's topic first to say. Is the Shazam book he's going to be starting? Uh, I think we both are pretty. I don't know. That's how we, you were talking earlier when you we were talking about Shazam. Where we kind of like the character, but like I, I, you would never call yourself a big Shazam
1: fan, would you? Well, I don't think I have the right to. I've always liked that character, but I haven't actually really read anything Shazam.
0: Yeah, I've
1: uh, in- oh, sorry. I, I just kind of know stuff about him. I think I've seen him in like an episode of Young Justice or something. But I don't feel like I actually have the rights to call myself a Suzanne fan just because I haven't really read anything with Suzanne in it or seen much of him in anything.
0: Yeah, I like the character, but um I read him in Justice League before. Um, and quite, like, similar to
1: Young, young
0: Justice for 25 years, I've watched Young Justice twice now, but I really like that, so. But, um, like, I don't know, I find it interesting. <coughs> <coughs> oh, sorry about that, but... All right. but I, maybe I'll pick it up a trade of it, I definitely will buy it as it comes out, but maybe I'll use this as my jumping point on the series, like, through the trade. So, out of these three series, newly announced series, which one do you find the most inclined to pick up when it comes out? Out of these
1: three, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. To me, I feel like I would need to know more about this series. Um, other than you know what we already know and who's behind what. Um, I might say Shazam just because, uh, even though I like the ideas of the other two, uh, like I said, I haven't read anything Shazam. Uh, so to me, I've always been interested in the character, and and with Jeff Johns ragging him, and it would be something completely new for me. Uh, I feel like I can have fun with that, and that might be a good spot for me to start reading Shazam.
0: I'm probably going to say the three Jokers just because I read um, a bit more about it, and they described the scene of the Jokers interacting with it uh, on uh, Jason Fabric's Twitter he tweeted out, and I uh, don't know, I just really like it when it's just Joker rambling on in comics, and that's what this seems to be, and i I'm also looking forward to the other two, but this one seems to me uh, like the, Like the, if I had to pick one that I could that guarantee I'd at least like it somewhat, it would be this one. If you know what I mean, like this seems like the safest one.
1: With me, I kind of, it really depends on the version of the Joker and how the Joker is portrayed. I can either hate the Joker or I can love the Joker sometimes the joker is my favorite comic book villain and then sometimes i don't really like him it kind of just depends on uh how he's portraying
0: that's why i think the great thing about this is because i feel the same way if you have three of them all portrayed differently you're guaranteed to like one of them (laughs) (laughs) oh so now on to something I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, I don't know about you, the Titans trailer for the DC universe. Have, so, did you watch the trailer? Or did
1: you like it? Or okay, I do the to be honest, I didn't watch the trailer because um, I I'd heard previously that it was gonna be a bit hardcore, um, and then you know before I even saw that the trailer was out yet, I was hearing stuff about it, and I'm really not into mature content, really, and knowing that, you know, there was a bunch of language and violence, and um, like, I'm plenty old enough to watch that kind of stuff. I just don't want to. Um, And so, to me, I already knew enough about it to know that I'm not
0: really going to watch it. Uh, I'm a big Teen Titans fan, so I watched it. I'm not a big fan of hardcore stuff either. It just never really stood out to me as something I was interested in. They don't use trailer and it's really unnecessary if you ask me the way they did it. It seems more of a Jason Todd move than a Dick Grayson move. (laughs) <laughs> um, but uh, the tra- when the trailer, I think the show has potential to be good. There's some mature stuff I've liked, like, like
1: I I really enjoyed, and that's more mature of a TV show. But I'm I agree, I'm kind of with you that it doesn't seem like Dick Grayson because to me, Dick Grayson is supposed to be the lighter uh part. You know, um Batman's kind of darker and then uh Git Grayson to me was always kind of lighter. And um you know, back when that brief time where Git Grayson was Batman and Damian Wayne was Robin, one thing that people liked about that was that the roles were flip flopped and Batman was lighter and Robin was darker. Uh and so I feel like to make Dick Grayson dark all of a sudden um, some people are saying it makes sense but to me I would prefer to leave Get Grayson as Get Grayson and um, you know I just think back to like the Adam West and Burt Ward Robin and just wondering what they would think of Robin now <laughs>
0: uh, I think the reason, I think it's going to be very temporary I think whoever put together the trailer made a big mistake personally, but I think this is just going to be very temporary. I think it's going to be right after him and Batman have their falling out, and then he's going to go back to being Dick Grayson. Because in the comics, after him and Batman um, have their falling out, and he's kind of Robin before Nightwing, he's very much moody actually. like uh, He's not... He's the darkest we have him. So it makes... I could see that. But um and I thought the clips uh, when it was like without the horrible music they were playing it over or the bad effects they put over the trailer, it looked good. However, no matter what my opinion is on the show, it matters zero because I can't watch it because I'm in Canada. None of the DC universe matters to me.
1: Me, I won't I won't be getting the DC's streaming service because um, for one thing it costs money and two, I really don't have the time to watch a whole lot of TV.
0: It seems to be like you're going to get this big digital library of comics too, which I think is awesome. I have like a subscription service for DC Comics specifically. And um, that's one reason that I would have gotten it. And also um, I no, oh, no, I like having T V on in the background as I'm like doing a uh, tedious task kinda. So I wouldn't mind like putting on an old episode of Batman Damage here.
1: Me like I can't I can't really do that. If I put something on and I'm doing something else, I suddenly just start watching T V and kind of forget the other thing. Um I I get distracted with it too easily. Now I can just listen to stuff. I'm like, you know, sometimes when I'm doing stuff, I'll listen to podcasts or music or stuff. I'm okay with, but watching stuff, I can't do other things.
0: Yeah, I think uh, because I used to read a lot. Well, I still do, but like I used to read a lot of books in school, and I got the master of uh, listening to what was going on around me while reading. And then I became a master of multitasking after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but the DC Universe, when it got on there, was like, oh my gosh, this thing's awesome. I want it because like, I'm a big fan of the old animated shows. And I was about to pre-order it. it went, and it's a bummer that it's only available to the US, but I'm not going to wait about that too much. Yeah, that is- so- Are
1: they having the older shows on it?
0: Yeah, they're putting on, like, almost any DC thing
1: ever is going to be on it. Well, maybe maybe I could find time, because I've kind of wanted to uh, watch Batman the Animated Series.
0: Um, I used to watch it on this service that was on the Xbox store called We Cartoons. I don't know how it was on, and it got removed after, like, a month. But I watched, I watched like, half of it, because I wasn't doing anything at the time, and
1: I really liked it. Well, I haven't watched too much of it. Uh but I almost feel like I'm not a proper Batman fan because it seems like every hardcore Batman fan loves that show.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of the it's probably my favorite adaptation of Batman uh, I think Kevin Conway does an awesome job of the voice acting. I actually got to see Kevin Conway speak in person with it was cool. Oh nice. Um, now I think we're basically done our main news part uh, and then we're on to DC Metal review. You. you know, I I was read it. I, I was coming out I bought a few of the issues, but then I just thought, this is too hard. I'll wait for it to trade. What was your experience reading it like at first?
1: Okay. when At the time when Metal... Okay, so at first I was just gonna kind of ignore metal. But then I seen so much praise for it on Twitter and I was at the comic book store one day and was just like, Oh what the heck I'll get I think it was like the three issues or so were out at the time. So I got those. And or i might have been like the first two issues or something. And um I loved issue one. I think I went back, read the prequels. The preludes, I mean. And I like to it to and I think as it kinda got in the middle, it kinda got blah for me. Um and I started noticing I was missing things and because I wasn't reading all the tie ins and I feel like that you know, tie ins aren't supposed to hurt the main story if you haven't read them, but I felt like it was for Metal.
0: Um then, uh, I kind of, what convinced me to buy the trade was I was reading No Justice, and I really enjoyed that, and I, for, so, I don't know how, but somehow I was able to understand what was going on with uh, reading metal, because rereading it after reading metal, I don't know how I knew what was going on, <laughs> but um, I then I, I wasn't really planning on getting metal, it's, it's a bit of a Funny story how I got metal I was so recently I went on a trip to New York which was fun and I was at Midtown Comics, which is this massive comic book store there and I saw DC metal and it just came out that day and I thought like the trade for it and I thought it's a hard cover I don't really know maybe I'll wait till it goes on. My my uh, A bookstore back home was having a sale, so I thought, I'll just order it online from home and get it then. But then later that day, I found out Scott Snyder was doing a signing for a medal at a, at a Barnes & Noble nearby where our hotel was. So I went there and got it signed, which is really cool. Oh, so yeah. I so I, and I also got the first issue of Justice League right around that time. So I read that, and I was a big fan
1: of that. So I managed see it both of those signs. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I remember seeing that. I I, I think I, I watched your vlogs uh, on YouTube from New York.
0: Oh yeah, that was, um, um but I uh, went. But the, Scott Snyder, he was actually a really cool guy to hear him talk. But he actually talked about what you were talking about—the tie-ins, and um. He was talking about how he made a really big effort not to let the times affect the main story, and I don't know. Uh, maybe it's because, like, I, 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 when I, I'm sorry, I'm kind of stumbling here. But um, when I read comics for the longest time, I was reading them because my comic store is pretty small—the one near where I live. So, like, they don't order all the comics. So, events the brain kind of adjusted to filling in the blanks of what happened and just kind of assuming this happened. So I don't, so it didn't really bother me too
1: much in metal. Well, I, I mean, I was able to put it up okay and I think it kind of just suffered from some middle dragging on stuff because closer to the end, uh, it actually got good again. Like, the last issue, issue six, I absolutely loved the last issue of Metal. I feel yeah. like the best issues of Metal were the first issue and the last issue. And and the last issue. I'm oh, sorry. And I kind of had the opposite to you. I wasn't sure about No Justice or the new Justice League um, series, but after reading Metal 6, I was like, I gotta get those now. Yeah,
0: um, I found Metal one through three to be strong, but I wasn't so sore about four and five was pretty good. But um, there, I think it's in either two or three that has one of my favorite Damien Wayne moments ever. When Wonder Woman asks him as they're going through a jungle, are you okay? And he says, I forget if he's 12 or 13 years old. He says, I'm 12. Or, I, I'm just going to pretend it's 12. He says, I'm 12 years old and I'm driving the Batmobile. Do you think I'm okay? Like I, I don't know why that was just like I thought that was funny at the time and I'm not the biggest Damian Wayne fan but I like him when he's kind of when he realizes how cool Batman is I like it when he does
1: that yeah Um, yeah and I just felt the whole which I wasn't sure how they were going to finish it but and all of the work that went into metal even before, because you, I read stuff in metal and I was like, my goodness, how long have they been building to this? Because uh, they were bringing in stuff in that they had explored about, you know, a long time ago.
0: Scott Snyder said that him and Greg Capullo, the artist, for having planning to do this big event like, he said it's been in the back of his mind since he wrote the Batman issue zero or one for um, the new 52 and that he's been building on it for that long. And that metal is kind of like the culmination of every Batman story he's done so far which I think, which I can totally see that because it really is like the, it's like the epicest not epic as in like quality wise but like scope wise a Batman story can be
1: yeah. And I feel like Scott Snyder definitely strikes me as the guy who thinks ahead and is does a good job at getting the full scope of things.
0: And I find some comic book writers, this is my biggest complaint with comic books, I don't think Scott Snyder does this, but I find some comic book writers blur the line between setting something up. And making it so you cannot enjoy it unless you're going to keep reading,
1: if you know what I mean. Yeah, one one thing that um, I see uh, from some comic writers is there are some comic writers out there who have a philosophy uh, that's basically pretend like every issue is somebody's first. Because <laughs> in all likelihood, it is someone's first. And I feel like that's a really good philosophy to follow. Uh, because you never know when someone's going to give comic books a try, and if they feel lost in the issue, you know, that they pick up by random, then they may not be back. Whereas, if they can, you know, pick up a part three and still find enjoyment in it, it might increase their interest.
0: I think... Um... I, although I agree with that, I think it should be every the beginning of every story arc, like every four part or two part or three parter, or even one off. I don't I think sometimes if you're in like the conclusion, it shouldn't be that it should be someone's first. But I do think at the beginning of every story arc there should be a just well,
1: jumping point.
0: Like I wouldn't stuff?
1: suggest someone start with a part three. And um yeah. I think There's definitely things that you won't know and that you shouldn't know if you haven't kept up with the whole arc. Uh, But I feel like it could still, depending on the story, sometimes it's just impossible with the story you're telling. But I think uh, someone should at least be able to find some sort of entertainment from it. Because, I mean, there's been comic books that I've read, that I've enjoyed, even though I don't really understand all what's going on. But there, I'm able to find stuff that I am able to enjoy.
0: I think that's where um, good like where you where good plot structure for one issue alone and good art comes in there. Like a lot of people don't understand how much art helps new readers get into comics. Because if you're just getting into it and you're not really and you're still understanding the story, but like the guy, but you really like the art in it then
1: that really pushes it along. Well, art is definitely part of the storytelling process. Like I was talking earlier, about comic book action, of how there's crappy action, and then there's really good comic book action. And, you know, if you have a really good artists, you can draw good action scenes, and you get a better... And so you can see actually action and not a jumbled mess. Um... There's also, uh, you know, from leading reader's eyes to one panel to the next. And then when you bring in the colors to making certain colors pop. And there's just so many turning wheels and so many different parts of making a comic book. And they all have a well-deserved spot in the credits.
0: Even if, um, like, Batman 50, in my opinion, is either... Like, it's my personal favorite single, like, standalone issue I've ever read. Like, it's just, like, um, no matter what you say, you cannot convince me otherwise how great it is. And it has some of the best collection of art ever. Like, every page is, like, this new... Well, not every page, but, like, almost every page is by them, by a different set of artists with, like, a big splash of Batman and Catwoman together. And I think it's really cool, because it's, like, almost every page, with words over it, of course, is like a mini poster. And I thought that was really great.
1: Well, and one thing, you know, there was all all this controversy surrounding uh, Batman 50. Um, And... The sales still ended up being pretty good. Otherwise,
0: uh, did you read Batman
1: Fifty, or do you have any plans on reading it? I haven't, and I have so much other stuff that I don't know if I will. Um, just because I'm a big Batman guy, I might down the road eventually. I think, or maybe, fair. or maybe if they have a train where they collect all of the wedding they're issues, they're going to have
0: they called the wedding album. Batman and Catwoman: The Wedding
1: Album. Yeah, maybe if they That's come a out tra- with
0: Craig. Um. So that I think we are. you've talked way too long now. Yeah. I think we're, we're done. It was. Uh, I I I really enjoyed doing it when it works. Yeah, well, we
1: got a good you know fifty minute one going. So.
0: Yeah. Maybe now we'll, we'll work for the future. Yeah. Well,
1: I hope so. But, uh, I guess, for now, we'll sign off. Thank you for tuning in to our very first episode of The Powcast. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, if you have any helpful hints or anything you'd like to say about the podcast, maybe a good thumbs up or something. Uh, you can tweet at JTP Comics, and just, or, you know, direct message, my DMs are open. Um, we will hopefully have a Twitter page for the podcast soon, and when we do, we'll let you know. Well, I hope to see you back around these parts.